0: Welcome to American Reds, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the FX series, The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans, Season 5, Episode 8, called Immersion. This episode was directed by Kevin Bray and written by Joe Weisberg and Tracy Scott Wilson. It had an air date of April 25th, 2017. What seventeen. What'd you think about the episode?
1: Um, yeah, it wasn't as fast as some of the others. There wasn't a lot of good music, and it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting, and of course, necessary, as are all Americans episodes, obviously. But it wasn't that fast-paced, you know?
0: You know, I'm going to agree with you on this. I like the deep. Content that they do, and I think this did have a lot of deep content and also a lot of reading between the line kind of content that you had to do. But can I say that I'm a little bit disappointed in how many episodes we've had now that are like building episodes in place of anything happening? I know that we're, you know, every episode of the Americans we used to kind of get was almost like a, a a finale of another show because it was so good, filled with so much content, and kept you on the edge of your seat. And I think this is about the third, maybe the fourth week even, the third certainly, that it's just been much more calm. We even had a TVMAL again. No S, no V for the second week in a row. And it's not that I want the S and the V, but...
1: Looks like Deidre wants the S and the V. (laughs) Only the V.
0: But... I...
1: Maybe the V with the S is what I'm getting from Deidre.
0: I just want... I don't know. I just... I was counting on something happening by this week, right?
1: Yeah, but, you know, going a little deeper, if you think about it, this does really kind of mimic the whole Cold War dynamic. It was fairly, you know, mundane building up stuff with momentary shooting down of Korean airliners and, and you know, stuff like that. I mean, the Cold War was, was a lot of mundane stuff uh, punctuated by, by uh, dramatic, you know, onesie-twosie stuff.
0: Yeah, I I completely get that it's not going to be all action and stuff like that. But it's like, if we're going to watch a show about stakeout, right? You don't want to see the 99 times that they sit there drinking cold coffee and maybe peeing in a bottle or whatever they do because they can't leave. I want to see... Mainly. I mean, we can see a couple times where they're doing nothing, but...
1: I think they pee behind the dumpsters. I don't think oh. that in those days they were peeing in bottles necessarily.
0: Okay. No, my... I don't know. I just think... I was just a little bit disappointed. I thought that it was, like I said, a lot of great content. They always have a lot of great content, but I was just kind of expecting more. Me too. Okay, the title, Immersion... What, did you get anything more out of that other than just the immersion house? Which, I mean, was a big thing.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't get anything else out of that.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. I couldn't really put it on I mean, they're all really immersed in what they're doing, but it seemed like they were trying to disentangle themselves from their immersions. More this time, Paige with Matthew, and then, of course, Elizabeth with Ben, and, Deidre with Gus.
1: Notice she doesn't refer to him as Ben. She refers to him as Stobert. You, have you noticed that when she's talking to Philip about him?
0: Yeah. She never
1: calls him Ben. She never calls him I by noticed. his first name. She calls him Stobert. Yeah. Calls him by his target name.
0: Why do you think she does that?
1: Uh, maybe just as a involuntary reflex, telling Philip that you know it's all just a job and. Making sure he understands that she's not really into Ben. She's targeting Stobert.
0: Well, that's kind of what she's always done with people, right, is use their last name. But something feels kind of off about this. It could be nothing more than the fact that you and I call him Ben. But it feels like... It almost feels disingenuous of her to call him Stobert because... Could you tell in this episode, did you get the same feeling that I did about how much she actually likes him? No. She likes this guy. I think she really likes him.
1: I didn't get that.
0: And I think that she, part of her not wanting to go there, which we'll touch on in a little bit, I think that was as much her feelings being hurt by what she saw with him last time.
1: I don't think that at all.
0: I completely do. I completely think that. I mean, I guess we'll see how it plays out. But I think
1: she's into Tai Chi, though.
0: Well, see, she even likes that. She even likes that. She likes the things he's taught her. I think she involuntarily feels closer to him than she wants to feel. Okay. She seems a little bit softer to me.
1: This is why we have a podcast, so we can flesh these things out. <laughs>
0: And Philip, what's going on with Philip? What is going
1: on? He's gotten in touch with his est side. No. And he's just... This isn't
0: an est thing. He's just, he's moody. He's hateful. He's giving ugly looks and sideways glances. (laughs) I (laughs)
1: know it. He's annoyed. That was hilarious. We'll talk about that when we get there.
0: He's annoyed all the time. He's not happy, it doesn't seem like, with anything.
1: I mean, sure he's annoyed. He's got somebody that's you know not the most they don't they don't make Deidre into the most attractive character and she broke up with him
0: you think he's a a, little stung by that I'm sure
1: she's a very lovely person outside this um television show but they've done their best to make her as as um uh, oh I don't know uh what would you call her stoic
0: uh well they've uh, made her kind of homely
1: uh, Something
0: like that. Yeah, she's kind of homely. I have a pretty severe distaste for Deidre right now. Anyway, we'll we'll get into all this. Are you ready to get started? We have
1: I've been ready chatted started, yeah. forever.
0: Okay. Again, this episode we start right where we left off last time. Right? I mean, not in the same room, but basically we start off with Philip driving home from Gabriel's.
1: I, I like that better than. Two years have passed.
0: Uh, Right.
1: I like it. I like it when they take up where they left off.
0: Okay, I have a man question for you.
1: I'll do my best without incriminating myself or my fraternity brothers.
0: Why does he sometimes park that Mustang in the garage and sometimes he parks it in the driveway?
1: First, first issue first. It's not a Mustang. It's a Camaro.
0: Oh, sorry. So you did have
1: a man question for me. Now, let's get to the question.
0: Sorry, I actually knew that. Sorry.
1: That is a badass Camaro, not a Mustang.
0: Well, Mustangs are badass, too.
1: Mustangs are okay. Mustangs, I have I have one in the garage, an 89, Fox Body, 5.05 speed, and it is sweet, sweet, sweet convertible, but it's not a Camaro.
0: Okay, anyway, why does he sometimes park in the garage and why does he sometimes park outside? Do you know?
1: Um... I mean, it's his house. I don't know. I mean... Isn't
0: that weird, though? I know. mean, No, sometimes I park
1: like... in the garage, and sometimes I park in the driveway.
0: Well, you only do that if there's something else in the garage that you can't park in the garage.
1: No, not necessarily.
0: I just thought that was kind of weird.
1: Sometimes I just got to be me, and I just park where I want to park. Sometimes I park in the street. Sometimes I park in the yard. But we shouldn't really be talking about parking spots, should we? Why? Well, we got lots of important stuff.
0: Oh, we do. Okay. Well, he goes in, he's real solemn. He goes upstairs and he starts talking to Elizabeth about that conversation he had with Gabriel.
1: She's in bed. <laughs> "Philip, you're right. He's he's moody. He says, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's leaving."
0: How could he say that about That's Gabriel?
1: Philip or Elizabeth was shocked. She's What? Yeah, she's like, "Come on." Yeah, you don't mean that." And he said, "Yeah." And he doubles down. He said, "Yeah, I'm glad." He didn't He didn't love us.
0: That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you don't love me. You don't love me. Yeah. Um, she's shocked. Yeah, she's shocked. Well, it's... I was shocked.
1: He's worried about Paige here, too. And he's worried about what Gabriel told him about his opinion about Paige's involvement in the whole thing. And uh, when he shares that with Elizabeth, she's a little taken aback.
0: Right. Well, he admits to asking him about Renee and that gabriel thinks he's losing it and then he goes into that thing where he says gabriel told him like you said gabriel told him that paige shouldn't be doing this and elizabeth's like he told you that and he said yeah Yeah, he did it
1: just came up
0: elizabeth's not having any of it and she's like well it'd be a great world if none of us had to do it wouldn't it you know
1: yeah miss yeah she's she's very idealistic
0: and then quickly, we went into the intro this week. That's that was pretty quick, I think, or maybe I'm just used to Fargo now and how long it was to the intro. But
1: they've done longer going into the intro segments with the Americans. Yeah.
0: Well, then we come back and Henry has friends.
1: Got his whole crew there. They're playing he's, video games.
0: He's got. Was that Atari?
1: I don't. I don't know. I, the I little
0: joystick. I was never channel.
1: a video person. Um Stan, and Stan's
0: in the background, yeah.
1: yeah. Talking with Elizabeth and Philip in the kitchen and they're asking what's up with Matthew and Stan's telling them mom oh, sworn to secrecy. Can't
0: Well that can't was about, you about it. Henry. They ask if he knew anything about Henry and that girl. And remember Henry had told him last week about that girl. Oh
1: I thought I thought there no, was a No, this was
0: specifically Matthew. no. Before okay. that this was about Henry and the girl and that's when he's like, eh hey, sworn to secrecy. Then they start talking about Paige and Matthew and their relationship, and all of them are like denying knowing anything's going on. Of course, I believe Stan, but you know better. With Elizabeth and Philip, they know. Yeah. What's going on? They're like, I don't know. What? I don't know. So everything seemed fine.
1: Well, they're pumping Stan for information. You know, they're just talking.
0: But you know, I started thinking here how hard this is going to be on Stan. ...when the truth comes out. We're going to assume the truth is going to come out by next year, right?
1: I don't think we can make any assumptions.
0: Well, you're probably right. But if Stan finds out that Elizabeth and Philip are Russian spies...
1: ...living next door and his son was dating their daughter...
0: ...but they're family to him. Beyond just the the blow to his FBI ego...
1: Well, it's it certainly trumps Martha, uh, Gad's secretary, being a a Russian uh, operative, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, it does. And I just picture how Stan's going to feel. He's always over there. He's always eating. He's always happy when he's there. He's always smiling.
1: Maybe he'll go to Est and get in touch with those feelings.
0: I feel bad for him. Well, I mean, anyway, we find out that Renee wants to take him skydiving. Maybe Renee is... An assassin. I Maybe not. she's not a Russian spy. Maybe she wants to, like, kill him.
1: I think she's just a uh, thrill seeker.
0: An adventurous girl?
1: Yeah, Yes. Yes. An adventurous girl.
0: Then we go to the scene where Oleg stopped in the hallway. Now, what do you think about that? Is
1: Oleg not the smoothest dude through almost every circumstance? I mean, nothing rattles this guy outwardly. Have you noticed that? Yes. He's just he just takes everything in stride, no big deal. He's all. It's almost like he's above it all.
0: Yeah, he's me. probably getting an ulcer internally though, as he's playing it cool on the outside.
1: Well, he seemed a little a little concerned uh, with the. Uh, <laughs>
0: you think?
1: Well, I'm talking about last episode. You know, when he was hiding his papers under his globe and and he hid that cassette. Of course, he got rid of it. It just aren't the right you glad? Time. Yeah. yeah, that was. Good timing, Oleg. They want to search his apartment. And they're they're in there searching his apartment. And they're taking molding off the wall. I mean, they are searching his room. And, of course, his dad, you know, when Major whatever, you know, Major Ivan, whatever the terrible comes in there and starts, (laughs) uh, says he's going to search. You know, they're real respective of his dad because his dad's the minister of something, you know, high up in the Soviet uh, hierarchy right so they're very respectful in in light of who oleg's dad is and that's that's an interesting dynamic and i think that's part of oleg's confidence that you know he's sort of untouchable because there's nothing linking him to anything but I wonder where all this came from. Did you have any ideas on uh, what prompted this search?
0: What is this from? Is this something to do with the CIA contacting him? Is it something to do with the fact that he got into that archive that he wasn't supposed to get in? Is it something else entirely? Is it because of the thing he's uh, investigating? Did they maybe send somebody? I don't know.
1: The colonel says later to him when he asks or Confesses that he got into the archives without authorization; that they wouldn't search his apartment just over that. Yeah, but he seems
0: very unconcerned about it for Oleg as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, he does. But Oleg knows that there's something up. He got he got rid of the tape and the the little little fold the The map yeah the piece of paper just the right time. So there could be some players that haven't yet, you know, shown themselves. are working on behalf of the Americans in Russia and maybe the Russians got wind of it or um, you have to ask yourself who knew about Oleg and Stan nobody knew about Oleg and Stan that they've shown us except for the upper echelon of the FBI and the Justice Department and he kind of hinted around without using any names. I know this is a stretch, but he was kind of sharing some pillow talk with Renee. So if Phillip's fears are founded and Renee really is working for the center, she may have went back and reported exactly what Stan told her over pillow talk. And they may have put that together with who Stan uh, maybe, you know, maybe they knew that he had contact with Oleg through somebody who we haven't seen yet. I mean, you, you just never know. It's such a web of, you Rod. know, of deception. You know, I can't, you know, where's the, where's the Coke commercial? You know, I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Let's all just, you know, Rodney King. Let's all just get along, man. Let's quit spying on each other. Here, take my grain. Here, take my nukes. Let's all just, let's all just well, kind of help each other out.
0: he... That's that that's quite the thought process. I didn't think anything nearly that far out.
1: You have to wonder where where does this come from? It it's coming from somewhere. It's coming from something. Or yeah, it could just be center paranoia.
0: It could be like the colonel said because he had lived abroad and that's just what they do, but again he said that's not usually what they do.
1: Remember as far these as searching. people who were in charge of the Soviet Union at this time? they all have some frame of reference regarding the old ways the the immediate post-war russia the the russia intelligence service that gabriel worked for so they've all got some kind of um you know history and their roots are in that so there's a little paranoia probably that permeates the entire organization just because of the the old guys in charge at the top you know kind of like the the old mafia bosses and you got the new mafia soldiers probably the same the same dynamics playing itself out in their organization i would I'm just. i'm just you know guessing here my theory
0: well oleg's father certainly wasn't happy
1: oleg's father doesn't look like anybody to be trifled with oleg's father looks like he might shoot you in the head at any time
0: but you brought up just a minute ago, you said Oleg has kind of been insulated against the rough stuff. And kind the of
1: colonel brought that up, too.
0: Based upon his family. But we also have to remember that Oleg just found out all this stuff about his mother. And you know that has to at least put a crack in his armor, in his feelings of security, right?
1: Probably also in um, Superiority.
0: Well, if they could do it to his mother, to his father's wife, what could they do to him? Right. I don't know. But the father wants to call and find out what was going on, who that was, and Oleg talks him out of it. He says, I guess he just doesn't want to stir the pot with it, right?
1: Yeah, he just wants it all just to go away.
0: It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that he didn't want his father to find out anything, does it, do you yeah, think? It
1: could. It certainly could. Who knows? We'll find out.
0: Well, then we go to Evganya in the kitchen, and she's making, like... Did you know what she was making?
1: Supper, I think.
0: No, she was making those little things. It looked kind of like pigs in a blanket or something, but that just may be my southernness coming out. It could have been something entirely different. But she's made them for the students, and, of course, Elizabeth's there, and they're having their conversation, and she's not very nice to Alexi. Alexi comes in and wants...
1: We find out why she's not like we, we do nice. find
0: out. But Evgania goes into this whole thing about how they're going to do an immersion house this weekend. And they're going to bring all of...
1: Her students. Yes. And Elizabeth's radar goes up. Well,
0: and she also talks about them, too. She starts already... She's given her information about different ones. Most of them are like this. Right. Some of them get mad. Some of them sit there quietly. Some of them... You know I mean? So, she's already given... You wouldn't think that was that much information... But can you imagine how much that could play out over the course of everything? Little pieces adding up, just these little bits of information about people's personalities and stuff.
1: This little one piece that they end up catching later with the camera, blonde bombshell Elizabeth takes a picture of, of um, Harlot Evgania meeting her boyfriend outside a motel room. That's pretty, uh, pretty racy stuff. But let's go back. Oleg and you know his mom in the kitchen after the search... Um, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead. You go. No,
0: ahead. you're not. That's actually where we are right here. Yeah.
1: Oleg and Oleg and his mom. You know, we, we the next scene. Oleg and his mom are in the kitchen, and his mom is just. I mean, she is mortified that what's going on it, it, for probably for two reasons. Because Oleg's already confided in her that he's done something he shouldn't have done, and she's got her history five years in a camp.
0: Exactly. And
1: here they are searching her beloved son, her only son left searching his room and so she's probably just about to to pass out from anxiety dad's pissed yeah they're leaving and he's upset and of course here's cool oleg cool calm collected hey look you know i
0: don't think he actually is though i think that's a front because i don't think he would have went in and spoke to the colonel about it at all if
1: he's still he's cool when he's talking to the colonel
0: i mean what can he do
1: Well, he can do nothing. He can say nothing and wait for them to come say something.
0: Then we see Claudia.
1: I knew it. Oh, man. Yeah, you did. That
0: was probably part of my disappointment in this episode. That they plugged Claudia back in? Yes. Couldn't we have had somebody different? I mean, after all that stuff with Claudia and Elizabeth and stuff like that, I would think they would have a very hard time Ever trusting this woman, you would think that if they were going to put somebody in that kind of position with Philip and Elizabeth, that they'd put somebody that they could have trust with, right? You would think. I just I didn't I didn't like that specifically, but she's at the safe house, and it just it feels cold to me. Philip and Elizabeth feel cold, and she feels inauthentic.
1: Yeah, and it's very it's an awkward uh, meeting, and uh, it's just it's just very. You know, it's awkward for everybody. Yeah. Claudia's trying to do her best, but, you know, Claudia's best always comes off sarcastic. And Philip and Elizabeth say, hey, look, we know what to think. Let's just, you just tell us what to do, and we'll do and it. And
0: trust us. And yeah. get it, we'll you know, you it. just say it, we'll do it. That's it. And she it.
1: has to, you know, add, well, isn't that the way it's supposed to work? I thought what Philip said as her, on their way out was. Was pretty funny. I wonder what Claudia was doing when Gabriel was shooting people.
0: That was funny. Yeah. That was yeah. a good. That was a good thing. But but she asked them to keep on with Ben and Deidre until they're sure that this week is what they were looking for and all that. And they bring her up to speed on Evgania and the uh, immersion house and all that. And this is where she asked them, "Can they handle that this weekend, this soon?" And Philip says, "No, my team's too small." And Elizabeth goes. Yeah, they they feel safe there. We'll handle it. And Philip gives her this sideways look. And he's like, okay. I mean, Philip's just, he doesn't seem happy to me. No. And then they go to leave and she's like, are you in a hurry? And I don't know, it was just, it, it was weird. I didn't feel like she was doing her best. I feel like she's playing the part.
1: She was dissatisfied with the interaction. You could tell she wanted a, a warmer interaction, but I really, honestly, don't know what she expected.
0: No, I don't either. And when they made that comment, when Phillips says, I "Wonder what, what Claudia was doing when Gabriel was shooting people back home," I made a note here. I said, "I have no idea why," but this cracked me up. I mean, I literally cracked up with it, and I it made me wonder what was Claudia doing back then
1: great question
0: thought it was a good question then we go to commercial and it's fargo fargo commercial did you see it did you get to see any of the commercials this time
1: uh, i didn't I, I went right through the commercials
0: well fargo started last week and it was really good did you like it i liked it but there's only been one episode so far so anybody that hadn't seen it'd be real easy for you to catch up it comes back on tonight it'll probably be on about the time we get this podcast out It comes on Wednesday nights at 10. And Mike from West Coast Project and I do the Fargo podcast. And you guys that listen here obviously like smart TV. So hop on over. And if you're already watching Fargo, check us out. And if you're not watching it yet, give it a watch and give us a listen and see what you think. See how that kind of plays out with you. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you'll know where it's at. It's at westcoastproject.com. And stop in over there and say hello to us over there. So then we go to the scene with Elizabeth and Philip, and they're in the office. And this is where Elizabeth says she wants to cancel her trip with to see Ben.
1: Does she say Ben or Stobert?
0: I'm sure she says Stobert. I write Ben, but I'm sure she said Stobert. And Philip says, "Well, is that smart?" And she says, "Ah, he's a laid-back guy." Now, me as a female, what I'm hearing is hurt my feelings. I'm not going there this weekend.
1: I didn't get that.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I've been wrong on that kind of stuff before in podcasts, but I certainly got that she does not want to go. And Elizabeth is always gung ho, right?
1: Elizabeth is usually Elizabeth is usually gung ho.
0: And she doesn't want to do it. And Philip sets her for me, and he goes, "Well, I'll cancel with Deidre." She's like, "No, yeah. that's not what I was saying." Because see, she wants Philip to do his job. She's like. You know, should you do that? And he's like, well, she understands work. So we find out that's not necessarily what's going on with Deidre. And then next we go to the Russian woman. Her name is Sophia. I finally found out her name. Who's meeting Stan and Adderholt in a museum.
1: Yeah, and she's uh, she's kind of naive about the whole thing, don't you think?
0: She is.
1: She wants a dental plan. <laughs>
0: yeah she is uh either she's either really this sweet i don't know i wonder
1: did you see how much money they offered her oh
0: yeah tons and tons and five
1: hundred dollars a month do you know though that in 1980 that was my navy base pay when i joined in uh april i arrived at boot camp a couple of days after that, uh, or a couple of days before the uh, that uh, failed uh, rescue attempt, that hostage rescue attempt, and the hostages were in Iran being held in Iran. Right. There were the uh, helicopters, big sandstorm. They crashed in the desert, and um, I had been in boot camp probably two days in San Diego, and my base pay, uh, Navy base pay, well, military base pay for an E1 in 1980 was uh, 500 and some change. So it's kind of interesting that they're going off of the military. It looks like they're going off the military pay scale here.
0: That's funny. Yeah,
1: well, $500 was uh, not crazy money uh, back then a month. I mean, it was very, very low, but it was still not considered nothing.
0: Right, right. Um, I think we're in, we're in 84 here, right? Right. But still... $500 a month is certainly nothing to sneeze at. And Adderholt back then, and Adderhold even says, and it can go higher well, than that depending on... Now,
1: I mean, sometimes I make $500 in an hour or, you know, 20 minutes. And back then, you know, making that the entire month, isn't that... That's a stark contrast.
0: It really is. Of course, back then you could also rent an apartment for $350 a month. $250 a month. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... A lot of things have changed. We are dating ourselves.
1: I know. And I had to walk five miles to school in the snow.
0: Can you pass me the Geritol over there? With two
1: warm potatoes in my hands to keep me warm. And we played with dirt and we liked
0: it. Yep. But she's telling them that she's only doing this for her son and for a house. So I don't think she really gets the idea of how much a house costs. If she wants to put up $250 a month toward a house...
1: Well, I mean, in those days, you could buy a house. I mean, when we buy our first our first house, remember our first house? It's around forty thousand dollars.
0: It was a little more than that.
1: No, it, it was wasn't. Like well, forty two. dollars Okay. Well, forty two thousand dollars, and it was it was a medium you know medium income home.
0: But that was well, and that's here too. That's you know here. It's different in other places, but. Well this but, isn't
1: a third world country.
0: That's uh, No, but it is the South and homes are cheaper here than they are in other places. But that's still a whole lot of two hundred and fifty dollars a month.
1: Like they can't tell Put up. we're in the south or hillbilly ass.
0: I don't think talking they about, can tell.
1: Talking what, about what
0: accent the
1: Americans and then I liked it when Oleg I it. when Oleg told him he said, Look now you guys, get out <laughs> of my apartment.
0: Well she starts talking about Kind of like um, Evgenia was doing. She starts talking about everybody in her office. I thought it was interesting how she said they were all—they all sit really close and they gossip a lot, and you can hear everything that everybody says.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> she said you can smell everything that everybody's.
0: Seen. I know.
1: <laughs> oh man, what an experience she's having in America, huh?
0: Yeah. But they, she goes on about a guy named Yuri. And he is the GRU officer. He's
1: the GRU officer. And did you? And look nobody up, likes him. Did you look up the GRU?
0: I didn't.
1: Oh, well, I did, and I have it here. The GRU officers, I think, are were commonly referred to by us as Russian political officers, and they were uh, the GRU was. It was like a, a military intelligence service of the Russian Federation. And it was at the time, uh, it's the largest uh, foreign intelligence agency uh, in Russia. In 1997, the GRU had six times as many agents in foreign countries as the uh, SVR, which was the successor of the KGB's Foreign Operations Directorate. Also, something that I found interesting was that the GRU commanded. Twenty-five thousand Spetsnaz troops in nineteen ninety-seven. Spetsnaz troops were like special forces, so they had they could reach out and touch twenty. They had control of twenty-five thousand Spetsnaz troops, which is like Army Rangers or Navy SEALs or something like that. Uh, Elite, elite uh, troops.
0: Who had control like the the
1: GRU? The GRU. Remember, it was the largest. Foreign intelligence uh, agency. It's it was larger than uh, the KGB. Um, it was created in 1918. It was, it, but then it was called, I think it was called uh, the RU uh, uh, Registration uh, Directorate, and um, it, it's. Um, I think it's still. Uh, I think it's still, uh, in 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 service.
0: So this guy could have been he could really have some power then i guess that's what you're saying His oh yeah well the political
1: officers are, are placed in like you know this is this she works for the the newspaper right the right. russian the russian newspaper mm-hmm. based over here well this guy makes sure he keeps tabs on what everybody's doing. he's
0: a policeman there. he's, essentially. The, he's
1: like internal affairs for state-sponsored whatever it could be a car dealership it could be a you know, well, whatever.
0: It, it was interesting though because she said he thinks he knows everything and he knows nothing, and that's funny because what doesn't he know that he thinks he knows? You know, who
1: knows? I what she's know. Talking about,
0: but they tease her back and tell her that every office has a Yuri. Oh yeah,
1: even the FBI has a has a Yuri. I thought that was funny.
0: And then they seem to spend a lot of time trying to groom her in what she needs to say and what she doesn't need to say.
1: Well, they're making sure she's prepared, right? For because they don't want, you know, they don't want to start grooming her. They're they're starting the grooming process now. They don't want to put all this work into her and have her go back and say, "So where'd you eat lunch?" And she, you know, just kind of breaks down. And says, I've been talking to two FBI agents, and, right? And one of them's standing, one of them's at her, holding. Oh God, just arrest me now, and shoot me in the head.
0: Well, then she brings up the favor she wants. Her teeth are bothering She wants her teeth fixed. That's pitiful, isn't it? Did that not strike you as very sad?
1: And when they told her they would fix her teeth, she had an emotional reaction.
0: And she was like...
1: Up to that point, she had no hope of getting her teeth fixed.
0: Right. But she was like, I will do a very good job for you. And I'm just thinking, you know, this is what it took I was yeah. just kind of kind of shocked about that and it was kind of sad and Adderholt was having a repeater lunch story back and she did not do a good job at that but I don't know if this is not the right person or if she's exactly the right person that they want but she's awfully skittish
1: well, She's the only bike they've had so they're going to try to develop her if they can
0: So Elizabeth calls Ben and can you believe it he was just thinking about her and then he's always thinking about her. I believe the dude. That's what bothers me about this. Probably.
1: Well, you know, Elizabeth's thinking. How about that other bitch? You thinking about her too?
0: Right. And I believe him when he's talking.
1: I don't think she cares. I don't. I, don't think.
0: I think she cares. This is
1: just a job. He's. It just is
0: not a job.
1: Sober. She, she would have
0: went. Why she didn't she go?
1: Because she don't give. She don't care.
0: No, that's not a reason not to go. If she didn't have any emotional attachment to him, she'd go do her job. It's
1: not as important as it was. They've they've got the gouge on the wheat. Uh, They've got to wait until the tests come back. I
0: don't buy that. I don't buy it for a second. But she's like, yeah, sure you are. And he says he's always thinking about her. And she says she won't be able to come back for a few weeks, two or three weeks.
1: He said he was really looking forward to it.
0: I think he is something else. I think he is some kind of something, some spy, some double something. Yes, I think he is, and I think whatever he was doing with that girl was as mission-oriented as what Brenda is doing with him.
1: I I don't think so.
0: Okay, I do. And I even put a note here. She looks hurt. I think this is affecting her that she saw him with a woman. I also think she's jealous in a weird way of the fact that she feels like he's actually saving millions of her countrymen's lives and that's what she wants to do
1: well that might be possible
0: that's her thing that's what she always says like to page and stuff like that i'm so glad that i can do this for my country i'm honored that i can do this for my country and then here she sees stobert who's doing it doing it and so I think she's in awe of him because of that, but a little jealous too. But she practically brings it up at the end, where she's saying, "Should be a doctor if she wasn't doing this. But she'd do it in a third world country."
1: Oh, uh, I know. I mean, that's that's all. I mean, I, I don't I don't mean to mock, but but she's just she's a little too idealistic. Um,
0: but we know that about her. We know that she is. I don't know if it's idealistic, but she certainly has her thought process own
1: service to others
0: and she really believes that as she's going about
1: she believes what she's doing is for the greater good for sure
0: and as she goes about breaking people's backs in little butterfly laboratories she thinks that 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 is for the greater good when she's killing the old women that are in the male robot factory in there in the middle of the night yeah. yeah i mean she, she really believes that
1: the ends justify the means
0: yeah but not only that because that's like a rationalization but i think she believes that she is doing the kind of thing that she sees Ben doing which is really shocking to her that people can have this kind of influence and impact own a whole nation and something as simple as what he's doing and then we see philip in his payphone talking phone to deidre
1: deidre and she's breaking up with him he's not assertive enough she doesn't see it going any further and he's just he just can't he can't believe it
0: it hurts his little baby feelings don't you think
1: i don't know that it hurts his feelings more as much as he's just Kind of miffed that she's breaking up with him.
0: I think it hurts his pride.
1: Only, only in as much as, as he can't get the job done. I don't care. I don't think he. I don't think it's personal for him. Or maybe it is.
0: Well, I don't think it's necessarily personal for him. But if your job was to woo a woman, if that was your job, and you've been Mister Casanova this whole time. I mean, you have women falling in love with you left and right, and then for whatever reason, you can't get Deidre.
1: I would be hopelessly ill-equipped for that job. (laughs) (laughs) What's so damn funny?
0: She tells him she won't change her mind. He says, let's talk about it when I get there. And she's like, I'm not going to change my mind. I need someone more assertive. So then we go to Elizabeth and Paige ninja-ing in the garage.
1: Ninja training. And and it's full on, man. And Paige is really coming along.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm just going to have to call call on this because we are doing these episodes back to back right we're leaving one house you know I mean the the next episode is the same day or the same time there has not been enough time for Elizabeth to be taking a bat and swinging it at Paige and her being able to have these kind of moves it took us nine months to do seven chi walking moves, right?
1: Well, we're in our 50s. Uh, you, you can progress pretty fast.
0: They would have had to spend a lot of time doing this. I
1: don't this. know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I thought don't that was
0: so. eh, a little much. But Paige is, even though we feel like she's progressing very, very rapidly, she wants to know when she's going to be able to defend herself. She's tired of feeling scared. And then this is where Elizabeth kind of pours her heart out to her. And tells her what happened to her when she was 18.
1: Well, that's the part of the wall they repaired after they got that fight in the garage with that guy, in it?
0: And, uh, yeah, I think that was actually episode one, I think, is where we started this. Was, I can't remember his name, I can't believe I can't, but that they had the guy in the trunk of the car.
1: Well, he had come over here, the, the, the guy who had actually raped Elizabeth. They had ended up encountering him over here. Right. And they were supposed to kidnap him and do Return something. Return him with. or
0: something. Yeah, do something.
1: Ended up killing him.
0: Yeah.
1: But. They did kill him, didn't they?
0: I think they did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. She says that Paige goes to hug her. She's, Paige is crying and upset like you would be if somebody, your mother, told you something like that. And it's kind of funny, too, because we see, we see all these, like. Similarities, right? Because we see Oleg's mother and everything that happened to him that he found out. Now we see Paige finding out all the stuff that happened to her mother. But Elizabeth won't have anything to do with Paige's hug or anything because she didn't want that kind of tenderness associated with that. And she says that this is what caused her to train every day so that she didn't have to feel scared anymore
1: and she hasn't felt scared for a long time
0: right and i believe that
1: oh yeah no elizabeth is not scared of anything especially ben
0: and then we go to commercial and we come back and this is where oleg we've really talked about this already a lot but where he goes in to see the colonel
1: yeah and he comes clean with a colonel about what he what he did and what he thinks it might be and the colonel kind of says that's nah, probably not that and and um says what uh what was it? he tells his tells the colonel his mother and found out his mother had been in a camp <clears throat> he wanted some information he found out
0: yeah this is after the colonel specifically asked him though he didn't bring it up no, until he stopped him was, when Oleg was on his way yeah, out
1: Oleg was on his way out and the colonel asked him what it she was in for and he said sabotage and colonel kind of scoffs and says in those days you could get charged with sabotage for taking a pencil from an office it's totally different now than it was then and think he puts oleg's mind at ease a little bit about it and then he points out to oleg um or oleg adds well she was pardoned and he just smiles and says well you're lucky you know your dad right who he is otherwise i think he's implying that she wouldn't have been pardoned if his dad was not who he was
0: so i wonder if that gives oleg any peace or if it doesn't give him any peace
1: it uh, may be setting us up to uh, to get this whole thing. If they're if they're unhappy or suspicious of Oleg, they'll eventually drop it. Drop it probably because of the dad, quicker than they would if it were anybody else. Obviously.
0: Well, then we see Elizabeth Taiying.
1: She's doing her best. I've never seen that move. That may be an advanced class.
0: It's not advanced necessarily. There's other. There's other moves. There's other Tai Chi moves. We do like a specific kind of Tai Chi, Tai Chi Kwan, I think. And the other, there's there's other kinds, but I've never seen these specific moves either. I didn't know if it was real moves. I'm gonna give him the benefit well, of the she's doubt. She's
1: doing the setup right, you know, rolling the log and that kind of stuff.
0: Right. But Philip wants to know what she's doing, and he says it looks like slow kung fu, and it kind of does, doesn't it?
1: If you want a relaxing workout. you'd be surprised that it is a workout you should definitely check check out tai chi it is very relaxing but at the same time it's very taxing on your uh, your lower lower body it's it's really really great workout hand eye coordination left brain right brain a lot of a lot of um a lot of things a lot of unnatural movements different movements on one side of your body while attempting to do a, another move on the other side of your body. It's really, really good stuff. I would, I would recommend it to anybody listening.
0: It's also very difficult to think about your worries or anything else you while can't you're doing it. Concentrate
1: on anything other than tai chi. Right. When you're, when you're doing tai chi.
0: And it, they say it lowers blood pressure and all sorts of stuff because your mind just has to really focus on what you're doing. We're definitely fans of it. Yes. But this is where Philip.
1: And it does look like slow kung, kung fu.
0: Yeah, it does. This is where Philip says, Deidre broke up with me, and he kind yeah. of sulks over to yeah, the Yeah, he's
1: looking off, and she's... He uh, wasn't
0: aggressive enough.
1: She tries to talk to him, and so
0: Yeah, and come on...
1: <sighs> he's, okay. He's just, he didn't want to talk about it.
0: No, I know, but he's such a baby, and she's babying him. And I don't like that. There's something about that that's really annoying to me.
1: She's a new thing for her. She normally doesn't baby Philip at all. No,
0: but she was, wasn't she?
1: A little, I think. So
0: I don't think that it's necessarily a good thing. What was his reaction to it? It wasn't anything positive. He just gets more and more sulking and sullen and everything is. he's... You know, she's really choosing her words carefully and she's saying okay, this time it doesn't matter, but maybe, you know, the next time you might want to. And he's like, well, I did the best I could. You know Mm -hmm. I mean? He's just like. And we've talked about over the last few weeks that Philip is not doing the best Philip can in this relationship.
1: No, it's half-hearted attempt for sure.
0: At best, half-hearted. Maybe not even half. And, I don't think Elizabeth wanted to do it either to begin with, with Ben. But you don't see her pulling back with it. You certainly see her doing her job, right? Certainly, yeah. But she brings up... I think he thought she was talking about Martha because she says, sometimes you're going to have to hurt people's feelings. And that's when he said...
1: We're not all as attractive as you are, Elizabeth.
0: Well, she starts talking about Est and how they teach him that feelings are the most important yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: I think she thinks that that makes people soft.
0: Yeah, but what's her, you know, excuse? Why is she getting soft? You because sh- she is.
1: She is. Uh, she's. She's. Her attitude has changed.
0: Normally, she would have looked at Philip. I think just you know. A season or two ago when he did this and she goes what do you mean you blew it with her you go tonight get on a plane get on a bus drive your whatever yeah, car.
1: work it out big boy this right. is the mission here we've got the mission to think about
0: but she's like We're trying
1: to save lives right like
0: but then she she tells him that about training with Paige that Paige is still scared and that she told Paige that she was raped and, I, and I, I thought that was kind of profound because she said she wanted her to know that she wouldn't always be afraid. Yeah. So that was pretty
1: good. It was a good interaction.
0: We go to a commercial and we come back and that long scene with Evgania driving down the road, mean, she has got a following, doesn't she? And doesn't even know it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's got the guy in the back, uh, it's the the black guy that they've recruited to help him out, and then he peels off and Philip takes his spot and you know, that got, was
0: a good disguise on Phillip, Phillip, too.
1: yeah kind of ruddy face and beard and lumberjack looking stuff and a big old GMC uh, like a blazer thing uh, they they're using some they're, they're very detail-oriented when they in their use of vehicles uh, they do reuse the same vehicles over and over because sadly there's only so many cars left over from the 80s because that was the worst decade for vehicles I mean, cars did not last. I mean, it was K cars and, and some of these sold Oldsmobiles and stuff. That was just junk. I mean, you're lucky to get 100,000 miles out of them.
0: We're not seeing a lot of, like, what, what was it, a Fierros and stuff like that?
1: No, well, there's not a lot left. I've got a couple of those down at the lot. Um, I'm going to put one of them back together. I'll take you for a ride when I do. Okay. <laughs> Philip kind of looks like, his, that's his Unabomber costume. He looks kind of like. Okay. Somebody who's been holed up in a in a cabin somewhere writing letters to the president or something. Well, I
0: thought it was a good disguise for Elizabeth too, the blonde bombshell. Oh shell.
1: yeah, yeah. I thought I thought that was a great disguise. For, for Elizabeth and then she follow, you know they follow her to the motel Phil can shot and
0: we find she, out Evgania's not yeah, going to no, the immersion house not right now anyway no
1: well some sort of immersion house but it's not the, not what she said it's not the immersion class with more than one person attending yeah and she uh, blonde bombshell Elizabeth gets the uh, gets the photographs that they need to do what they think they, they're going to need to do to to uh,
0: So Well, not specifically to Evganya. They just want the guy. Right. That's who they want. Yeah,
1: because he, he may end up the CIA station chief is
0: right. what they're thinking. Right. But why would you go on the balcony?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you know. I you mean, if
0: you're having an affair. balcony
1: in the woods, nobody's around. She probably, you know, it's moment of passion. I can see it.
0: Ah, uh, Okay.
1: I mean, she's not a Russian spy. Now, the CIA guy, he should know better.
0: Okay. Well, then Stan and Adderholt are discussing the strategies on how to meet the Russian woman, Sophia, again.
1: Yeah, and make it That won't look obvious. Right, not obvious that she's actually meeting someone.
0: And Stan said she looked pretty nervous. Now, here Adderholt says, let's get her off the street. What does that mean? I don't know. Because normally when they say, let's get them off the street, that means let's bring them in and we're going to relocate them or something. This isn't going to work.
1: Yeah, but they don't. They don't haven't used her enough to get her off the street. They're just developing her. They haven't gotten anything out of her yet.
0: No, but if she still told them that she had spoken with them, that would be enough.
1: Yeah, but uh, she hasn't said. I think. I think what they're. I think what they're talking about is getting her off the street for the meeting.
0: Right, meaning not meeting in parks and right. open places and stuff like that. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. I was going to ask you about this that. This is what I think. And then we come back and. We see that Elizabeth is talking to Claudia about the S1S officer Bruce Tobner. And this is what Claudia is telling her. is most likely going to be the deputy chief of the CIA in the Moscow station. Right. And that he's married and has two kids. And the center will probably want her back in Moscow, want Ganya back in Moscow with him so that they can use this affair against him to blackmail him and get whatever they want. Right. She'll
1: him. have more value back there.
0: And Elizabeth's kind of uh, not making excuses, but she's explaining that that is still furious with Alexi, and that her son isn't doing well, and they'll talk to Twan because they're close to the family now. And then Elizabeth asks Claudia where she's been. So she's kind of opening up to Claudia just a little bit, right? You know, yeah. where have you been? Is Claudia lying? Because Claudia's not been back home. Claudia's been traipsing the streets of D.C. meeting Gabriel in parked cars and I stuff. I, I don't know. That's not what she says. She doesn't say I've been advising uh, Daddy Gabriel, the specter of the death. specter
1: of death has been talking to him Well, you didn't know I was working right. behind the scenes. Right, right. She could have gone back that we didn't
0: know. Yeah, that. but that's not what, I mean, she said she went home. And she went home to spend time with her daughter and grandchildren. And then she even goes into the story. And I'm wondering if this isn't kind of like what they're trying to get Sophia, the Russian woman, to do. Right? Because she didn't bring any this up until Elizabeth asked. And then Elizabeth asks and she says, I went back home. I want to spend time with my daughter and my grandchildren. My grandchildren didn't even remember me. I don't know what I expected. It just felt disingenuous because she, I don't think she spent a lot of time back home because we've seen her every episode or two. You,
1: you could be right, but you know, for maybe just to endear herself to Elizabeth,
0: or maybe just to give her a story and not let her know, you know, just like Pay uh, Philip and Elizabeth said, we don't want you in our head. Maybe she doesn't want them in her head either.
1: Maybe she just wants to look more family oriented to them or something. Oh,
0: that's yeah, that's good. That could be it too. But then she starts asking questions about Paige. She goes, This is not for the center, dear. This is just for me. And
1: everything, every breath Claudia takes is for the center.
0: And then she asks about Philip and all that and how they're not seeing eye to eye on Paige.
1: Claudia has always been concerned with Philip and Philip's performance and Philip's attitude and. And Philip's uh, thinking.
0: Well, you have to remember, though, Elizabeth went to them at one point. Do you remember that? On Philip, because she thought, this was like maybe, I don't remember, season one or season two. No, I remember,
1: yeah, she reported on Philip.
0: On Philip, yeah. because she was afraid. I mean, this is like after they've been married, what, 15 years and have two children? And she, what was,
1: uh, she was still that dedicated to the cause. Though.
0: Right, and now she's babying him over yeah. his hurt feelings not of so
1: much Deirdre. anymore mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and then philip gus is calling Deidre back and he's standing in the rain which was just made it worse right he's like in this rainy phone booth and he says he knows he didn't handle things perfectly but he doesn't know how to say this but i'm married and it's complicated things aren't going well she picks up
1: yeah i don't, I don't you have to help me out i'm asking oh, you a question is that I mean, why is that like an attractive feature to a woman is messing with somebody and then she finds out they're married. And I would have thought that that would be like the, the final straw. Hey, I don't want anything to do with you.
0: It would to any woman that was worth anything. That would be the final straw, but some women will, they're attracted to that. And I'm sure it's for whatever reasons that they have, but this is what I was saying about Deidre at the beginning, and I just really dislike her now. It's not even like she fell in love with him and then found out he was married, or fell in love with him despite the fact that he was married. Or
1: she broke up with him and then found out he was married and then picked up the phone... After she'd already told him, she didn't really want to see him again. At right.
0: She's attracted to the fact that he's married. I don't like that. Okay. That's disgusting. All right. Well, don't you agree? Uh, what kind of person does well, that? I just
1: don't understand it. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't get what how that would make if Philip wasn't attractive to begin with. How that would make him attractive to somebody that 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 he just wasn't attractive to. That's that's this is the point for me. I don't, I don't care about the other stuff. All I care about is is all we're talking about here is she had pretty much put him in the I don't want to see anymore category and then suddenly now that she finds out he's married she wants to talk to him again
0: well I guess you know it could be that she was saying he wasn't aggressive enough maybe she her okay maybe her job is so mundane and she's so good at it That it's not like a challenge to her or whatever. And so she wants some excitement in her life outside of somebody who just wants to pop popcorn and watch Netflix, right? Maybe she wants something more than that in her life. But the fact that she is specifically attracted to him because he's married tells me everything I need to know about this woman. I don't need to know anything else about her. I don't care if she's pretty. I don't care if she's not pretty. I don't care anything else about her. It tells me everything I need to know. Okay. Okay. Then we see Elizabeth and Philip, and there were Tuan telling him what the sinner wants with afgania And Twan asks how they know. He's got a lot of questions about that, doesn't he? Tuan
1: does have a lot of questions. He's also got a lot of suggestions about how much more time they should be spending with him.
0: Yeah. What was that all about?
1: I don't know, but he's very adamant about it.
0: And he's like are they going to keep having the affair once they're back in Russia? And she's like, well, that's up to the, you know, that's a sinner's problem if they don't. That's not ours once we just get them there together. So they're talking about how to best get Evganya to want to go back home. And Twan's going on about this group of, this group at school that are really bullying rough people, yeah. right?
1: Pasha, but, is Pasha the kid's name?
0: Yeah, but one of them likes him and he thinks he can get in with this group and then make it harder on Pasha because he's not spending time with Pasha and kind of maybe egg this group on is how I took it, right? To bully Pasha. Right. And then if Pasha's that miserable, then Pasha is going to, you know, is not going to want to, she don't want to stay here anyway necessarily. Right. they
1: put more pressure on Evgania to go go back and then when the the opportunity came up she she'd probably go back.
0: How horrible is it that they want to get high school kids to bully somebody who's having such a hard time.
1: Well the spy game that's all it is is just a manipulation game. They're just they're just using any angle that they can it's on you know, the
0: off chance that it
1: might work well, it's not it could
0: destroy his life
1: yeah but that's not their concern their concern is the the motherland
0: well but it's kind of Philip's concern you can tell he does not like this plan this
1: is the this is the disconnect this is where Philip's disconnecting and I think Elizabeth is starting to disconnect this is the whole thing where the individual is disposable for the greater good of the Russian organization. And for Philip, the individual is just now beginning not to be seen as he doesn't see people as disposable anymore. Everything that he has to do to somebody that affects them, either violently or emotionally, affects him now. Right. This is where he's getting. Right. And I think Oleg may be getting to the same place uh, together with Stan. I think we're watching a metamorphosis of people who were totally dedicated and completely sure of themselves and their mission, finding out that, hey, this mission is what you said, destroying people's lives and affecting people in negative ways. And these are people and they have feelings and they have futures and they have hopes and dreams. And they're being used as and manipulated as pawns on a chessboard with no regard to what happens to them, or does not happen to them in the future.
0: Right, and the people making the decisions just don't seem to care at all.
1: No, it's it's all just about uh, getting the the result that they want. But at all costs.
0: Right to but, the individual. But in this instance, Elizabeth's like, okay, sure, let's do that. Yeah, I'ma go. And again, Phillips looking at her like, Yeah, what's wrong with you? And did you think this was like as horrible a thing as I did? This is a horrible thing.
1: Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, but it's it's just a.
0: a yeah, but it was. I understand that it's just a, you know quote air quote just a manipulation, but what a horrible thing to do to a high school student. I just didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I think that to a college student it would been much better.
0: <laughs> well, then we see Paige flipping the channels on the TV, and Elizabeth says, "Let's go for a walk," even though it's freezing. So they start walking. And they talk a little bit about Matthew, and Elizabeth points out, you know, I know it's not... Because Paige is like, yeah, he's just a, you know, just a boy. It's just silly. And Elizabeth's like, no, it wasn't. And it's not. It's not. These first relationships and stuff, they kind of, you know, they stick with you. You know, they mold some stuff. And Paige wants to bring up the rape again, and she asks her, do you ever think about it? And uh, Elizabeth says, maybe sometimes... And Paige is saying she didn't know how she could ever get over that. And Elizabeth brings up the other things become more important. Uh, her job, her children, other things just come to the forefront. And you can't essentially, I guess, dwell on stuff like that. And this is where Paige asks her, what would you do if you hadn't done this? And Elizabeth looks around like, you mean what? There's what? And then she goes, and then, like, she's never thought about it in her life. And then she says she would... Um, be a doctor. First, she says, Elizabeth uh, says that she wishes she didn't have to do this, but she's proud to serve her country, which is kind of what we talked about. And, um, she'd be a doctor, which cracks Paige up, because she says, you don't have the bedside manner for that, Mom. I got news for you. Of course, I mean, I think we've known doctors, maybe, that don't have the best bedside I manner. machine
1: based on the doctors I've met, I think Elizabeth would fit right in.
0: But, she said maybe she could do it in a third world country where her help was needed and she could be of help and that wouldn't matter so
1: much. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then they walk away down that path. Wasn't that pretty? That it little walking pretty, path it they were on? was a pretty
1: on? shot, yeah, there, where, they were, where they were going.
0: And that was the end of episode and eight.
1: That was the end. That was it's over. And then they showed the... I did watch the upcoming scenes. And it looks like one of the theories I have is... Um, about Twan working for somebody else.
0: What on earth is going on with know. that? I don't know,
1: we'll find out though. They they're making it look that way. They're teasing us with it, so it's probably not that
0: <laughs> Well episode nine is called IHOP. Okay. So that's interesting. Phillips listening to something that sounds like they're talking about the virus that they sent home with William. Do you something remember about going bleeding and
1: in the eighties to the IHOP when all the bars closed. Do you remember that? Now, I
0: don't think I ever did that. You didn't do that. Mm-mm.
1: Oh man, three in the morning, three thirty. We were all at the IHOP eating, you know, with the, all the chicks with the big hair and the, uh, everybody who wasn't passed out drunk, and even those that were were left in the cars. And we were in the IHOP eating, eating breakfast. And, yeah, uh, every,
0: I don't. I don't think I ever did that.
1: Headed home to get into. I got
0: married at nineteen. Remember?
1: I don't remember that. Oh. I don't remember anything about that. I was at the IHOP. Remember?
0: Well then we see Wolf and he's saying it might take years for them to get someone inside the KGB again to stand. so I don't know if he's <sighs> talking about how they're decided to go after Oleg again despite whatever I don't know I don't know why Wolf would be saying that hmm. and then we see Elizabeth telling Philip that Twan went out in the middle of the night and it didn't feel right to her
1: right and then they front and then they grab up. him yeah.
0: right they're waiting in the house and they grab him so. That's all I got on IHOP next episode. Any other insights on episode 8, Immersion?
1: I have zero insights on episode 8.
0: Well, we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our American Reds podcast. Mike, if people want to contact you and tell you that this was the best episode they've ever seen, how might they do that?
1: They can save their breath. or
0: <laughs> it was a good episode okay. since we've sat and talked about this it was okay i really there did a lot going on. like it, it maybe a at, little more than i said you
1: can you can disagree with me <laughs> at, or agree or agree by uh going to at mike from tn on twitter
0: and i'm at michelle from tn also you can find us on facebook at com slash tribal rant we're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrantcom where you can email us or leave us a message. We always love to hear from you. I love it when people talk because a lot of times people have a lot of insight that if, I don't have. If, we will see you all back next time on Episode 9 of The Americans entitled IHOP.
1: Unless we're nuked by the Russians or the North Koreans before that time. <sighs>
0: Well, that's dark.
1: Well, I mean, I'm just saying it could happen.
0: Remind me to tell you a dream I had last night. I'll
1: tell you. Does it have to do with North Korea? I'm not sure. Okay.
0: No, seriously. Remind me. I'm to
1: going. Tell you. I'm going to.
0: Because it.
1: Unless I start dreaming between now and then.
0: It was one of those weird things. Okay. Seriously. I'll tell you. Okay. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.